Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This month, the whole month of August, the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast are featuring podcast hosts of other podcasts, both inside and outside the world of physical therapy. And today, I'm so honored to have on as my guest, Joel Irway. He is the founder of the Webinar Agency, which helps businesses build live and automated webinars. And he is also the host of not one, but two podcasts. One is called Sold with Webinars. The other is Experts Unleashed. And Joel was gracious enough to have me as one of his guests on Experts Unleashed. So if you haven't heard that podcast, definitely go back and check it out. And of course, if you want to hear both of Joel's podcasts, you can go to the website podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. Click on the show notes for this episode, and you can go straight to both of his podcasts. So what do we talk about today? We talk about how you can position yourself as an expert, even if no one knows you. So we talk about the mindset of an expert and how you can develop that mindset, why you should lead with an offer to solve your audience's pain or pleasure points, how to generate noise for a new launch, and the importance of authority positioning. So I want to thank Joel for coming on and sharing all of this knowledge. So for all of you listening, if you're looking to position yourself as an expert in your industry, then this is the episode to listen to. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy. Hey, Joel, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you on. I was on yours a couple weeks ago, and now I'm honored to have you come on mine. So thank you. Of course, Karen. I am super pumped to be on your show, and I'm ready to divulge anything that's in this tiny little head of mine that I can possibly share with your audience. Oh my gosh, we're going to need another podcast. Um, <laughs> we're going to need another episode then. And so this month, it's all about healthy, wealthy, and smart, shining the light on other podcasts, other podcast hosts. So before we get going into the meat of what we're going to talk about, can you give the listeners a little bit more information about your podcast? I would love to. Thank you for the opportunity. I run, uh, I actually run two podcasts, but for the purpose of this show, I run um, Experts Unleashed. Uh, That podcast is all about jumping in, uh, talking to other entrepreneurs and business owners and understanding how to create spot and seize opportunity. It's a show all about opportunity. And I didn't want to create another, you know, a show about, oh, tell me your journey story, right? I, as entrepreneurs, most of us are, um, you know, we're visionaries and, and we're great at creating opportunities for ourselves. And so I'm trying to talk to other people to try and I guess for lack of a better word, codify that, uh, that process of seeing opportunities because opportunities create the pivot points. And that's really what creates the springboard for big shifts, big growths in any, um, in any business. And so that's what experts unleashed is all about. Um, so I do have another podcast called sold with webinars, which is kind of my more marketing based, uh, marketing based podcast where I talk about, uh, sales webinars and how to sell, um, 
your coaching service, how to sell anything with, with online sales webinars. So those are the two podcasts that I have. Yeah. And they're both awesome. And the sold with webinars, lots of information, experts unleashed, lots of inspiration. So you put them together and you've got a lot to kind of move yourself and move your business forward. So two great podcasts. So excellent. I love that. I've never heard that explained. Uh, information and inspiration. Like those are two clearly different uh, ways to describe and it's accurate. So yeah. I am totally, totally going to hack that. It's going to be yeah. plastered all over my branding now. <laughs> right, up, right up the top of my head. <laughs> love it. Awesome. All right. So today we are going to be talking about how to position yourself as an expert, even if no one has ever heard of you. And I don't care who you are from Beyonce to a person just graduating from their, from college or high school or just entering their career. At some point, nobody knows who you are. Before we get into how to position yourself as an expert, let's talk about the mindset behind an expert. Because oftentimes you hear from people who we admire, who are role models, and they say, well, I don't know. I don't really think of myself as an expert. But I would think in order to position yourself as an expert, you have to have the mindset that you can do it. So mm -hmm. what advice do you have for that? Great. Awesome question. So let's, I mean, we can kind of start by talking about like the definition of what I call an expert. And so an expert is really somebody, you know, we're all experts in something like, especially as business owners or entrepreneurs, or even those who are, um, you know, self or not self-employed, but who are still employed and working for somebody else, right? You're hired for a very specific role, like produce, you know, do this because that's what, that's what your role is. And so, you know, as entrepreneurs, we just kind of take that to another level. And when you think about what an expert really is, it's, it's all about figuring out like, what do you do? maybe not even really well. I mean, like hopefully it is really well, but like you have to create that opportunity for somebody to want to pay for you to do something in return for them, right? So when I use the word expert, I mean, experts pop up, all, like there's literally unlimited quote unquote experts out there. You look on YouTube and people who create YouTube channels, I mean, like their, their themes, like they're experts in whatever they're talking about. Um, you have expert guest panelists who come on to news shows and they talk about their spe specific area of expertise. And so to think about the mindset of what an expert really is, which was the original question, it's just, you know, really, what is it that you, um, that you get paid to do? What is it that you really enjoy doing that you can provide value to others? And so I think that's kind of a very generic term and I don't like speaking in terms of generics because it's kind of the exact opposite of what I do in terms of my marketing and my, <laughs> my branding services. But I mean, expert, the word expert can be kind of broad. You really just have to figure out like, what is it that I have that somebody else doesn't have and wants? And that's where I kind of start that conversation of, of exploring what is my area of expertise? Because people can have multiple areas of expertise too. And that's a big common misconception. It's like, ah, they don't like being pigeonholed into one specific avenue. Entrepreneurs especially, like we have shiny object syndrome and we want to go do a million different things. And so understanding that you can have multiple areas of expertise as long as you're providing value to whatever market that you're serving. Did that help? That helps a lot. And I'm glad that you mentioned you can have multiple areas of expertise because oftentimes, uh, and I see this in the physical therapy world a lot, that if you happen to talk about pain or you happen to talk about 
you know, ACL injuries, that that's the only thing you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that, that's a pain physical therapist or, you know, it's an ACL physical therapist when in fact it's so narrow because we can be an expert in all musculoskeletal disorders. You can be an expert in more than just pain. And mm-hmm. I think that people tend to, I think it shrinks even the whole profession down a little bit mm-hmm. when we think yeah. in those kind of small-minded terms. Yeah. In reality, the term expert is relative. It's mm-hmm. relative by whoever you're talking to, right? Because you're ta- if you're speaking to somebody who has, you know, you really like there's a saying or there's a quote out there and I don't know who who said this, but it's like you really just have to be one step ahead of whoever your ideal customer is. Now, in the world of expertise, I'm hoping that you're quite a few steps ahead. But when I talk about this idea that the word expertise is relative, if you know, if you're one step ahead of somebody else, like they're going to view you as an expert because you have something that they don't have. And mm-hmm. so if you think about it in that term, um, you can kind of understand where we're coming from, from a top level, high level perspective of that term expert. And I think that it's also helpful to maybe get you over, because this is all an imposter syndrome kind mm-hmm. of a situation happening. So I think if you look at, in, look at it in terms of, well, I definitely, I feel like I definitely know more than X, Y, and Z population. So maybe that does make me an expert in what I'm doing. So it can give you a little confidence and get over that imposter syndrome to actually start implementing or positioning yourself as that expert. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and so let's go into now how, so we've, we've come to the conclusion that we are an expert in something. In something. I guarantee it. In something. It. Yes. I guarantee it. So how do we position ourselves as an expert in order to maybe drive those sales or drive customers to us or, or improve our, our branding or our positioning? Mm-hmm. 100%. So let's kind of repeat and reiterate because this is a great segue into where we're going here, but I'll reiterate the notion of expertise is relative, right? So if you want to be positioned as viewed as an expert, even if nobody's heard of you, then number one, you need to find an audience, find an area of people that you know don't know what you know. Like that's quite literally step number one. Like they know that, you know, they need something that you have and you know that they are at least one step or two steps behind where you are. Like that's the whole premise of how to be viewed as an expert. Now we can go into more details because I don't want to just give your audience, you know, fluff and, and chunk and want them to be able to you know, take, some, take something away. The way that I kind of frame all of this, like when I'm working with clients and I'm working on their branding and their messaging and their offers, the thing that I want to figure out is like, okay, great. If nobody has heard of you, like how can I get people to raise their hand to say, yes, Joel, you're like, I'm interested in whatever it is that you've, that you've got, right? So my journey, I've pivoted my career many, many times into different markets that I had zero experience. So I graduated with a degree in mechanical engineering. And then after I realized I didn't want to do that, I pivoted into sales. I had no marketing background. I had no sales background. I had no degree in marketing, but I was able to sell my way into that position and start to get that experience. So I've done that multiple times throughout my life. And so when I wrote, I wrote an article in entrepreneur.com that kind of speaks to this whole idea. And the way that you get people 
to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm interested in what you're talking about is you have to present some form of offer, right? Like if you lead with an offer, you get people to say, okay, I'm interested. So I'll give you an example. I was working with, um, so I'll, um, about two years ago, I was launching a new offer inside of my agency. And I had no idea if people were going to be interested. I come from a world of paid traffic and, and direct response marketing. And so I rely, uh, or I, I shouldn't say I rely, but I focus heavily on paid ads, right? And so when I'm sending, when I'm driving paid traffic, everybody that I'm sending, that I'm showing my message to, nobody has heard of me. Like I'd say 99.9% .9 of the people out there haven't heard of me. So I wanted to launch a new offer. And so I created this message and this was kind of like the genesis of, of everything that we're talking about right now is how to develop, how to build yourself as an expert, even if they don't know who you are. And I created this framework called the power offer. And so I sent out a very simple message in the ad that said, Hey, I'm, um, you know, attention, my target market, like attention entrepreneurs. If I offered to build you a high converting sales webinar, and this is, it was not exactly like this, but this is the framework. It was, if I offered to build you a high converting sales webinar, um, without you needing to know what to say or how to say it, and I'll deliver it for you within seven days, would you take me up on that offer? Right? That was the whole message. And now mind you, I knew that these people had no idea who I was and they don't care who you are. What you have to do to generate interest, to generate desire and to generate awareness for yourself is step number one. You have to present an offer that you know they're interested in and then get permission to then market to them. Right? So I made them a very compelling offer. It was if I offered to do this for you without whatever I know that you're struggling with, I would ask them, would you be interested? Like that's the very, very simple framework because now they're interested. You made some relatively bold claims and I'm not saying financial claims, but it's like, you know, I, I wanted to build a webinar for them in seven days. I knew that most people would take six months to build a webinar. I'm going to accelerate that. And they know that webinar is the best way to grow their course and, or their consulting business, but they just don't know what to say. So I presented that offer and I came back with a flood of applications and appointments of people who wanted to talk to me, right? They didn't care what else I had done in the past. They knew that they wanted a webinar. They've been sitting on it for so long. They've never, you know, they've started and stopped it probably a thousand times. And I said, Hey, listen, I want to build one for you. Let's talk. Like if you want to be positioned as an expert, rule number one is find an audience that you know, you're at least one step ahead of. And then rule number two, make them an offer some form of offer that gets their attention to want to speak to you. Like you don't need to be supplementing all sorts of content and, and building all these, these other assets. Like, yeah, that can help, especially for branding. It does help, but make the damn offer and get people to raise their hand and make a compelling offer to be like, yes, I'm interested. Let's talk. But not the easiest thing to do. So how do you, break down what kind of offer you're going to give to that audience. Yeah. And, and you're right. It is not as simple as like, you know, I call it a power offer because it's really one sentence, but in reality, it takes us like three days to come up with it. Right. So we just had, you know, one of our last workshops and live events where it took us three days to develop this for, you know, the 10 people who attended. 
right? And so the typical thought process that we're going through is, you know, if you can solve a pain for somebody, they're more likely to take action on it. Like the two, the, the two opportunity gaps that anyone is willing to pay for is number one, solve a pain or number two, provide a pleasure. And for the vast majority of entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners that I work with, they're solving some form of, of pain. If they're in relationship development, you know, there's a different pain associated with, with that. I mean, business consulting services, I mean, that's, that's the typical field that, that I work with with my private clients. So we want to figure out and extract what it is those pains are. Now, for entrepreneurs who are just getting started out, we always, you know, and, and they're, they're scatterbrained. They don't really know what the idea is or they might, might have some ideas and we want to kind of hone that down and crystallize that and form it into something that's compelling. We'll say, okay, great. Like, what have you done in the past three, four, five years? Like if you're employed and you're making that transition to, um, to self-employed, like how can we find that internal expertise that people are willing to pay for? I'll give you an excellent example. So um, just this past weekend, I was talking to my sister-in-law. She, um, she's a stay-at-home mom and she's entering the um, you know, direct sales world, uh, network marketing, and, um, and she's doing okay. You know, she's, she's, she's making money, but she, um, and I've been following her stuff on social media and on Facebook. And I noticed that she does a very, very good job of Facebook lives and, and doing, you know, um, live engagement. And like, she's phenomenal at building this engaged community with Facebook groups. So she's been following my stuff for a while. So we sat down and we were talking and I was asking her how business was going and she had just gotten back from a conference and we started talking about, you know, what I do. And she was looking um, for different ways to grow her business. And I asked her if she had ever considered like, so that her primary revenue is selling direct sales products to consumers. And, you know, I asked her what her goals were in terms of financial and, and she was like, okay, you know, I'd really like to make this, you know, this amount per month. And she was pretty close to it. And we're like, okay, um, you know, have you ever considered like selling um, a different type of um, offer to, um, or let me backtrack. If she wanted to get to a certain revenue number, she wasn't, it was going to take her a while to do that with just direct selling. And she's like, well, I'm looking for other opportunities. Like, you know, maybe I can provide coaching services, right? So we started doing this self-reflection of like what it is that you do really well inside of your area of expertise. And I identified like you, you do a very, very good job of creating engaged communities. I said, have you ever considered teaching other people how to grow those communities or build those communities? So she goes, no. And I'm like, I would bet you that people will probably pay, you know, anywhere between one to $3,000 to either have you set it up for them or number two, just coach them on how to do it. And like, those are the types of questions that we go through. It's like, you know, are other people suffering from that, right? You know, how much would they value building that engaged community? How much would they value you doing what you do already do very, very well? And it takes that existential set of eyeballs sometimes to look on the outside in at the expert, you know, at the potential expert to say like, listen, you do these things really, really well. Do you know of anybody else who does them, you know, as well as you do? And a lot of times the answer is no. And, and we, we ask those questions to kind of extract those ideas and then put a value on what it's worth if you were to show other people how to do that. I felt like I was rambling a little bit. Was that clear? Yeah, no, it's very clear. And it makes me think that if you are 
for the listeners, if you are listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, well, I think I know what I'm an expert in, it might behoove you to have someone outside of whether it be the, your profession or, or family to come in and kind of help you work through some of, some of this to find out where you really shine within your expertise. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because I, cause I love how you said that they're you know, what do you do really well inside your expertise? Because a lot of people may have the same expertise, but not everyone is you. Mm -hmm. And so there is something that you have to offer that is extremely different than what other people have to offer. But when we're in it ourselves, we often don't see it. And you know what I see more often than not is with experts who are kind of already involved in some form of community. And I'll, I'll, I'll highlight I don't want to pick on my sister-in-law, but like she, she is sitting on a gold mine right now. And I was trying to like hold back my excitement because like we were just kind of collaborating and I'm like, you have so much potential right mm-hmm. now. And like, it would literally five X her current revenue. Like if she had, you know, made this one slight pivot. And what I see is a, the biggest opportunity that I see for so many experts. And this really applies to people who have kind of already gotten started, but maybe aren't at that level that they they dreamed of it's like you know with with victoria my sister-in-law like she's in like the network marketing the direct sales industry is huge like it's Mm -hmm. so big like i've never played in that role but there's always so much potential with just providing services to other people inside of your own community and what she she didn't realize that because she was so focused on like selling you know in in recruiting more and and selling more of her direct sales products which is totally fine. And like she should, but like, there's a lot of opportunity in parallel, like niches is like I saw from the outside that she does so well with their Facebook lives and her groups and her community building that like she could make probably 10 times more money in the short term, helping other, you know, Mm -hmm. direct sales reps build and launch that or do it for other highly successful direct sales leaders who have the financial resources to invest. It's like, that's how you leverage your expertise. And, and she couldn't see it because she was so focused on selling more products. But I'm like, there's quite possibly six figures of revenue sitting like, like right there for you. But they don't know to look parallel. They don't know to look at those other opportunities. And that's really, that's really what, we, what we help do. We have realized we are an expert. We have come to that realization. We have accepted it. We have kind of found our niche within our expertise. We've created an offer that we feel is, like you said, a very powerful offer for people. We're leveraging our expertise like crazy and crickets. Nothing happens. What can we do to go back and edit or change to help people find out about us? Excellent, excellent question, right? So the only two things, the only two variables, right? And this took me a long time to develop because as I was immersed in, as I was building my entrepreneurship career and getting all of my experience, I was immersed in all things, digital marketing and content marketing and like got to build these crazy complex funnels. And your audience might not know what a funnel is. And so I'll kind of spare them. It gets very confusing. Oh, they, we all know what a funnel is. Okay. 
<laughs> so, you know, we can be drowned, drowning in this idea of like, I have to create all these emails and all of this crazy complex stuff. And I've fallen victim to it before too, right? It wasn't until I launched that, that ad about two years ago that I realized like, holy crap, like the minimum viable offer, like, you know, minimum viable product, minimum viable anything is what you need to create because I won't, I won't lie to you. And I, and, and I hope that actually people truly get crickets is that like, it's going to happen like in some form or another, it's going to happen. So the number, the number one thing that you need to focus on is how do I get, you know, how do I, <laughs> how do I make some noise? How, how do I start generating noise? And so like the only thing that I focus on with my clients who are just starting out or just launching a new offer is how do I get people to respond to that, right? And so if I put out a, a power offer, like that's my minimum viable offer. That's my minimum viable product. So if I put out a power offer, which is one to two sentences, like, hey, listen, are you interested in this? I want people to say yes or no. And if it's, if I get, I post it on social media, if I'm running ads to it and I know that I'm getting a lower response than I want, then I just launch another one and I launch another one. Like, and that's the only thing that I'm launching. I'm not building new funnels. It's like that one sentence, one to two sentence power offer. That's what I'm launching to the world every single day because I want people to raise their hand and I want to get on the phone with them and, and, and say like, listen, you know, I made like, and that's the thing. It's like, I made them an offer on the ad. People are, a lot of people are so scared to make offers. Like they're mm -hmm. scared to create the offers. And, um, I'll give uh, Meryl Kriegsman. Uh, she was a guest on my my show. You might know Meryl. I know um, Meryl. Yeah, she's yep. killing it. She's killing it right she now. Just killed it or it, killing it. Killed it. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if we should say past or present. Yeah. So uh, she's a perfect example, right? So um, of, of somebody who 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 made an offer, right? Anyone who has developed any sort of audience. When I say any, like it does not need to be large. It can be nope. a very very small small audience. Like if you have any sort of audience that is following you for a specific interest, like make an offer and see what happens. Like Meryl just, I think she did like $75,000 in sales on a, she says she calls it a spontaneous launch, but all she really did was she made an offer and said like, listen, I'm going to do this for you. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Are you interested or not? And she did it over the course of five days and generated like 75 grand in revenue. And I made a comment on her post the other day. I said, people don't realize that how much hidden equity is just sitting in their audience. And you know, it's, it's basically just pent up demand. Like, especially if you, especially if you're a content producer and you have followers, like if you haven't made an offer to them, like continue making content and you'll, you know, you'll be a very, very uh, low paid content producer, but like there's so much pent up demand. If, if you have any sort of goodwill with your audience, make an offer and you would be surprised at what happens. And so many people are afraid to make the damn offer. That's like my hashtag for the past year and a half is just, just make the damn offer. <laughs> yes. No. And, and it is hard. And I think because you're afraid people are going to be like, why would I want to learn from that person? Why would I mm -hmm. want to buy something from you? And there's a million other people doing the same thing, but you just have to kind of keep saying over and over in your head that you're offering something different yep. and that people yep. see you differently than they maybe see someone else. And you can make a difference in that one person who is like a devoted follower to you or who really wants to learn from you. And if you're not putting any offers out there, it's, 
it's kind of a bummer. Mm -hmm. And I do just want to be very clear. I mean, when we make these power offers, a lot of times we're making them with clients that have zero audience. They have zero following and mm -hmm. they have no you know, uh, authority built up and they have definitely never been heard of. They've never been discovered, right? There's other ways to create authority and create demand for yourself. Um, and it all starts with making an offer because if you get somebody interested in an offer, like they're going to want to know more. And I don't know, I, I can go on and on. I just want to make yeah. sure I'm not rambling and, and no, 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 no. All over your podcast. No, 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 not at all. No, I'm loving it. And so, okay, you get, so let's go back to, you have crickets, you just keep powering out that offer. You keep putting that offer out and putting that out through whether it be paid traffic or in Facebook groups or Facebook lives or email marketing or whatever you may use for your preferred route of marketing. Mm -hmm. Not really saying, you know, you have to use one or the other. Right. Right. right? Okay. Yep. And then... How do you then, let's say you put an out, you put your power offer out there and what happens instead of crickets, you get more than you thought. And now you're like, cause it can work both ways. You get crickets and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never doing this again. Or you can be completely overwhelmed and think there's no way I can do this. Yeah. So what advice do you have for people on the other side of the coin? So that's always the goal, right? That's always the goal is we want to figure out that offer and that audience so we get that influx of demand, right? This is how we launch seven-figure experts like over and over and over again because that's our ultimate goal is to get a flood of responses so you're overwhelmed with applications and sales calls because that's like, that's the red light, green light. That's the first goal that we want to get to. Until we get to that, we're just launching offers over and over and over again until we get that consistent demand. Now, once we get that consistent demand, the first thing that is going to break is your calendar, right? And so until we hit that and until you start talking to people and closing sales and, and people say, yes, I want that offer. Here's my credit card or here's, you know, here's what I want to buy. That's when we then take the next step and start building funnels because that's when you need to start leveraging like, okay, great. Now we know what the pain points are. We know what people want. Now we go in and we start building some automation and some leverage points. But so often people want to do, that's like the last step. Like it, going completely automated is the last step. The first step is, is figuring out that people actually want what you are offering. So yes, that is always the goal is to get an influx of demand. And until we get that, then, you know, we're just launching new offers. But once we get there, that's when we start to scale and we build in automation and, and other avenues that will sell your offer or a version of your offer, uh, offer to you. Um, does that make sense? Yep. Nope. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So is there anything else that you feel like we missed? Did we skim over some points? What else do we need to do to be thought of as an expert, even if no one has ever heard of us? So there's, um, authority positioning is very, very critical, right? And it all starts, like if nobody has heard of you and maybe you don't really have any case studies or testimonials, like the way that, you, and you do need to build authority. Like you always need to build authority and, and people have this misconception of what authority can or can't be, right? So the way that I always talk about authority is 
you know, if they don't have any testimonials, they don't really have a whole lot of background is, you know, step number one is we always focus on something that you are an actual expert in. So you have to have some sort of background and like, okay, great. You know, if, if you were employed and you know what you, what your primary responsibility was, you were building Excel spreadsheets for your company, right? What did those Excel spreadsheets do? Like, I'm always like building yourself as that first case study. And then I'm going after that similar parallel market. So when you make that offer, you have something to prove to them that like, listen, this is what I've done. I may not have done it for, you know, you know, other clients, but I'm going to tell you exactly what we did and what it will do for you. And that's all they care about. Right. So I do want to have some sort of proof of what you, if, if we're, I'm just talking in case we're starting from scratch with somebody, right? So looking inside and building yourself as that first case study testimonial and then translating that message to what it will do for your prospect, what it will do for your customer, right? I want to build, you know, I'm, uh, I probably wouldn't position myself as a Microsoft Excel expert, but what I would say is, um, I will automate your, um, your CRM system. So you know exactly where all your leads are going. Like it's always based on results. And so, um, if you don't have that credibility, we can develop your credibility in other ways with, um, with looking inside and figuring out what you've done for, um, for yourself and using your, yourself as that case study testimonial. So where I'm going with that is there's lots of different ways to build authority because people think that, Oh, well, I don't have case studies. I don't have testimonials and likely you do. And it's just inside, like it's what you've done for yourself in the past. And if you're trying to, um, I don't really work with people that don't have that expertise inside, like internally in their own case mm-hmm. study first. So, um, just make I, that clarification. I think that's great advice. I would have never thought about doing that. Mm-hmm. I'd have never thought about using myself as a case study to help sell my expertise and what I can do. So I think that's amazing advice because we've all got ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. We've at least got ourselves. So we have a case study yeah. right in us the whole time. I love it. I love it. And well, so many people don't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 go ahead. I mean, so with entrepreneurs and, and experts alike, people don't understand that really what we're doing is the same thing that we were doing if we were trying to land a job with a company, right? It's like, you know, you've got a resume or you've got your LinkedIn profile. It's now just a matter of how do you create demand for yourself where multiple people can hire you and how are you going to, to sell yourself? And so once you start to understand that like people are buying people every single day and there's this giant marketplace, there's this giant millions of people are getting, you know, maybe not millions every day, but like those conversations are being started every single day that once we then take that leap and we're, we're an entrepreneur and we're self-employed, we immediately forget that. Like I've been hired 10 times before I've been hired, you know, five times before using just a single sheet of paper to start the conversation. That's all we're doing in just a different format, right? Your resume, your cover letter, whatever it is, is a version of your power offer. And you might list all the different places that you've worked and you know, all the only thing that your potential employer is looking at is what can you do for them? And when you remember that and you think that, okay, great, now I'm selling myself as an expert, the only thing your potential customers are caring about is what can you do for them? And when you shift your, that way of thinking, you remind yourself that like people are being bought every single day for their services and their goods. Um, it hopefully just, changes your mindset and reminds yourself that yes, people will buy what you have to offer. I think that's great advice. 
And again, I never even thought about it that way. <laughs> but you know, as an entrepreneur, even as a physical therapist, every patient you work with has chosen to work with you. Mm -hmm. You know, they are buying what you're selling every yep. single time. And I think yep. that is something that we often forget. So thank you for, for uh, reminding us all that we do have, we do sell and we do have these wins every single day. Yep. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And like I said in the beginning, your podcasts are part, part information and inspiration. And I feel like everything that you said here was exactly the same. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure all the listeners are going to get a lot out of this. Now, yeah, I hope so. Uh, for sure. Now, before we end, I have one question for you. Of course. It's a question I ask everyone. Knowing where you are now in your career and in your life, what advice would you give to yourself as that new graduate with the mechanical engineering career right out of college? Oh, boy. All right. So I graduated in 2009. We're in 2018 now. So nine years ago, well, actually, yeah, nine years ago, what would I, what advice would I give myself? I, I would say that I wish I would have done this a little bit sooner. So in, when I was going through and I was doing my internships, I had a lot of opportunities to, um, to explore other areas of the country. And I turned them all down because I was comfortable being home. And it took me, um, it took me a few years to get out of my comfort zone to leave this tiny little podunk town of Elmira, my bubble, right? So many people are stuck in a bubble. And until you get outside of that bubble, and this is the same thing with the experts curse is what I call it. Um, you know, the, until you're able to get out of that bubble, and then you can kind of look back at that bubble, and you're like, wow, like, there's so much more outside of this bubble right? This idea of getting outside and, and, and just exploring and then being able to reflect on where you just left is what ultimately, like you can apply that to so many different areas of, of life. And so the piece of advice that I would probably give myself in 2009 that I know now is like explore faster and explore more often until we started to travel, until I started to get into different other circles, other bubbles. And I saw here's, here's a bubble here and here's a bubble here that I looked at. Like, what can I relate those two bubbles for? And, and what else can I apply? M my mind has blown up in terms of just expansive thinking, because when I started to get involved in different circles and different bubbles, that's when everything started to take off. And so the one piece of advice that I give myself in 2009 is explore faster and, and more often, like increase the frequency and do it to, like do it yesterday. So now where can people find you? So if they have questions, they want to work with you, they want more from you, where could they find you? Yeah, excellent. So they can go check out my podcasts. So um, that's probably the first spot that they can go. So Experts Unleashed is the podcast that we mentioned in the beginning. If they're interested in, and like I said, Experts Unleashed is more about how to spot and create those opportunities. And I'm interviewing other people to figure out what were those opportunity shifts that got them to where they are today. Not necessarily their journeys, but like those specific opportunity pivots, right? That's what that podcast is all about. Sold with webinars is kind of my, my, my baby. I'm a geek about all things marketing and, and, and marrying this, this blend of inspiration and information, 
right? So uh, Sold with Webinars is my marketing podcast because my background is in, um, is in sales webinars and sales presentations. So um, I've got 50 episodes or so up on that one. Uh, so you can go check out that at Sold with Webinars and soldwithwebinars.com or head to my other website, expertsunleashed.com. So just the name of my podcast, go to that URL and, and then you can, you can connect with me. Perfect. Thank you so much. And of course, we will have links to everything at the show notes over at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com under this episode. So Joel, thank you so much for taking the time out and coming on the podcast. Karen, it was a blast. Have me on anytime. I love geeking out over this stuff. Well, I will take you up on that. So don't, <laughs> don't say you'll do it because I'll make sure you do. So thank you so much. And everyone, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.